episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we got another good week for you. We are going to talk about a little NBA free agency, some re-signings, some players getting moved around from multiple teams. We got some NFL training camp stuff to talk about. The Christmas Day games for NBA were announced today, and we obviously have to talk about baseball because Dave's Yanks are surging right now, uh, closing in on my beloved Red Sox. But we're going to kick it off with a little NBA talk. So I think the first thing we're all excited about, the uh, Christmas Day games announced. We've got a good slate. Dave's Knicks hosting the Atlanta Hawks at noon, followed by the Bucks defending champs, hosting my Celtics at 2.30. We got Warriors at Suns at 5. The the best matchup of the day probably, Nets-Lakers, 8 o'clock. I know everyone that's going to be the game everyone watches. And then we got I Mavs. I don't know the I don't know the ten o'clock game. Let me guess who it is, based on who they owe. Like they always put this type of team in. Um, oh, you can definitely guess this matchup. It's exactly who you think it is. Lakers Nets. No, no that's, that's the eight o'clock game. That's, that's the eight the, o'clock. The ten o'clock game is always like the West Coast, like up and coming teams that are that have some stars or interesting, but aren't like the best teams in the league. It's like you just described it, these two teams Denver, perfectly. Denver, Portland, Dallas. Utah, Phoenix, Which, what, wait, where are they? Are they both Houston. Western teams? It's they always are both Western, Western Conference teams. Um, they've both those I'm teams. I'm going Denver versus Dallas. Okay, wait, 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 wait. What were you gonna say? Go ahead, Sully. I know what it is. I'm not. What gonna were you gonna say, say though? Both you said both these teams, and then we're in the list of teams that Dave gave originally. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna it's, be. Um, it's, Nug, it's, Suns. It's Dallas. He said the Suns are right. It's Dallas, Utah, then. It is Dallas, Utah. Damn. Dallas at Utah at ten thirty. That's not so sexy though. That could. Do be they sexier. even celebrate Christmas in Utah? No, they like do not. Mormons? They do not. They, they, don't? they don't. No, it's not. Okay. It's just another. It's just a fucking. Well, I mean, obviously, another I'm, random I'm, I'm Saturday sure there's for them. Catholics in 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 Utah. I'm just saying. Nope, there's not I actually. Know, no, it's all it's all they're all do Mormons. Mormons celebrate Christmas it's, at all? It's I no they no, no they don't. They worship um. L. Ron Hubbard. Oh no, that's yeah, I mean, that's Scientology. What, L. Ron Hubbard didn't like in presence. That's that's Scientology. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. They oh, definitely yeah, they, like uh, in presence. Joseph Smith. They Joseph Smith. That's their guy. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't. They do not celebrate Christmas. And even if they do, which they probably do, because I'm an idiot. Um, fuck them. They they don't in my mind. But your your Knicks, Dave. Yeah, Let's out. talk about your Knicks. The Hawks. That's going to be a good matchup. Madison Square uh, yeah, Garden, like Christmas the, Day. I like that. I like that. the NBA leaning into this rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a it's got a little bit of a Knicks Heat feel uh, back in the day, except the Heat were actually really good. You know, the Heat were like the one or two seed every year when we beat them in the playoffs. Um, but it's a similar type of thing. There's clear disdain uh, between these two teams. The fan bases clearly hate each other and the respective players. Um, but what better way to kick off Christmas morning than 19,000 fans screaming, fuck Trey Young. That will get everyone in the Christmas spirit. And then he goes and takes a dump on your chest. Yeah, he can drop 47. Hawks will score 52. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Hawks will score 52. Yeah, no, that'll be be a good game for sure. And then we got the Celtics-Bucks. I'm obviously excited about that one. It's a really good slate, honestly. It is it's a really a very good, good slate. slate. So let me let me get this. We got Jimmy Butler. We got Lowry. 
we got, I guess that's about it. And bam, we got bam. That's a nice threesome there. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I mean, who wants to watch Utah? I mean, I guess they have Mitchell, but other They than always, that. there's like, like I said, the 10 p.m. game, there's like six teams that are in rotation on that game every year. Yeah. Give us some heat next. Come on. We're both probably. I'm so surprised the Clippers didn't make it, though. Very yeah, surprised. That is surprising. Well, what they you know do? Why? Did they do Lakers Clippers last year? Oh, uh, yeah. Be out. I think it was Lakers Clippers last year. Actually, it, it might have been might have been Golden State because Golden State like wasn't a premier like they weren't good last year, but they're still Golden State. So I think it's smart because Kawhi's not going to be ready by December. Yeah, right. that's true. I didn't think of that aspect. It, that changes things for so sure. Really, and they just traded Pat Beverly away. They just traded. Yeah, Pat Beverly getting sent all around Who the else place. Did they traded that. Uh, Someone else. Rondo. Rondo. I mean, I think Rondo's a loss. Oh, now yeah. Rondo's a loss? I mean, uh, we I mean, were talking about are. them winning the playoffs. Rondo was insignificant. Well, no, he's good in the playoffs. I mean, but but the two of them, though, Beverly and Rondo, I mean, that's like a complete guard. I mean, that's like a solid guard if you put them together. Like, yeah, they didn't really use Beverly down the stretch, but defensively he gets in people's heads. And then, I mean, Rondo's a great passer. So, like, I mean, you know, the, the two of them, you put the two of them with Lou Williams, that's 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 an all-star right there. That's an, that's an elite player. But, no, I mean, I mean, we know we know. Eric <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, we that's know, the guy who wants to trade three fantasy pl- three players yeah. on his fantasy bench for a starter. Parts, parts don't equal the sum of a whole. But, um, I mean, I mean, you know, we know Bledsoe sucks. We know how everyone feels about Eric Bledsoe here. Like, what, what are they doing? I think he's going to have a resurgent year. I don't think oh, he's going to be. Because he's on the Clippers, Dave? You've hated Eric Bledsoe for seven years, as have I. I no, I just don't think he's as bad as he was last year. I think he's going to be what he was in for most of his first couple years in Milwaukee. He's going to give you, you know, fourteen and six. They gave up a young guy in that too. I forgot his name, but they gave up a young guy. Um, was it like a Toro or something, Daniel Toro? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, um, uh, but I so liked he- the deal that Memphis made. Turn it back around, uh, mm-hmm. flipping Pat Bev to Mem- to Minnesota for Jarrett Culver. I mean, Jarrett Culver was the number six overall pick. What two years ago? Yeah, Three years two ago? Two years ago. Two years ago. That's a good buy low. He's one yeah. of like those forgotten guys that hasn't really uh, panned out yet, but he's still only twenty two. He's an af- he's everything you want right now in a wing. He's big. He's tall. He's athletic. He can defend. He's going to um, replace Justice Winslow for them. Yeah, he's a good three point shooter. You mean, you mean Justin Justice Winslow's shadow? He hasn't. I feel like that guy never plays. He was never playing. Yeah. He's um, a guy. Yeah, he's a he's a guy I missed big time on coming out of college. I loved his game. I thought he was going to be really good. I thought he really had a steal. I thought we so had one of Yeah, I, I, so it's, I. It's, it's hard to tell sometimes. I mean, Winslow's a hard worker, has the NBA body, um, was a pretty good shooter. I mean, it does, you know, that's where they won in college. Little, Oh yeah, I mean, and he's like he's got a good work ethic and attitude. Like he's got all the intangibles you look for. Coach K guy. Um, I don't know. Sometimes injuries it just doesn't add up with some of these guys. Um, I mean, think really... about that that whole Duke team. That whole Duke team failed in the NBA big time. Justice Winslow's the most successful one. Who else was on that team? Tyus Jones and Jaleel Okafor. Ooh, Okafor was supposed to be Okafor so good. Another bad. failed Philly pick. Another yeah. failed Philly pick. Imagine um, if Philly was good at drafting. Oh my God, they would be. Like, they would they, be the they Warriors. Would be a, they would be the, a dynasty. Yeah, they would. 
I couldn't. Uh, I, I, they don't get enough hate for how poorly. Like people like there's all the jokes about the process and like oh try, you know everyone they got it yeah they got Embiid and uh, you could argue now they got Embiid at they got they had six top five picks I believe in five years or four years and they essentially got Joel Embiid. My favorite one was still when Danny Ainge fleeced them to take Markel Fultz first overall. Traded back to get the third pick and still got his guy. That was that was my favorite moment of the process. <laughs> it was a big risk, though. I mean, I guess like you had to bank on they had to bank on the Lakers taking Lonzo. But I feel like if any pick was going to happen, it was that one in that draft. You know, mm-hmm. even though like looking like Magic has said since then that like he wasn't forced, but he was forced to take Lonzo. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, Lonzo got you Anthony Davis. So how bad was how bad of a pick was it really? You know, right? It worked out in the end. Um, the the five o'clock game, the Warriors at Suns, will have uh, the return of the Splash Bros. There, we're gonna have Clay Thompson back. We're gonna have Curry out on the court. Draymond will be there. No KD, but but we'll have we'll have the the Warriors back. We'll have the three core players. That won championships back together for the first time in a long time. So that'll be good. They should have done Warriors Nets. They should have. That would have been good. That I that get why been. they did Nets Lakers. I get like they want to make sure that they get that matchup on a national stage in case it doesn't happen in the NBA finals. And if it does, then they have like something to look back to and it can be part right. of the narrative and everything. But Lakers or Warriors Nets would have been awesome too, and there's just as many narratives, if not more. Yeah, no, definitely. And then, yeah, like you just said, Nets Lakers. I mean, that's that. We know the NBA wants that to be the finals matchup. I mean, yeah, that's a dream come true for them. That's a dream come true. I mean, and that would be awesome to watch. I mean, you have literally like five of the league's top fifteen players in that. <laughs> yeah, especially after like this year where they had the two smaller markets. Even though Phoenix really isn't a small market at all. Um, you know, you have two smaller franchise, two franchises, franchises that act like small market teams. Um, so they got that out of the way and they can now say like, oh, look, we have parity. Like this is look, we had the two small market teams in the finals for the first time in a million years last year. Let's do it. You know, great. Now it's great that we got the two big markets in. Blah, blah, blah. They can they can add that to the resume, you know, type of thing, putting the Suns and Bucks in there. It still feels weird. With those small markets. I remember watching and I didn't feel like the magnitude of like a finals. I don't know if it's not because like we didn't have LeBron or we didn't have like Durant or we didn't have Curry. We didn't have like a star. I mean, we had Giannis, but like you're not used to seeing Giannis in the finals. Like, yeah, it just it just almost didn't feel like the finals. Like these are the two best teams. Like, really? Like, I don't think anyone believed those are the two best teams. Obviously, they had breaks go their way. It was it was a great it was a great really good finals. Uh, it yeah, I thought like, it was a really it was, fun finals. It was a really good playoffs and everything, but it's just like it doesn't hit the same as like Nets, you know, Nets uh, Warriors or Nets Lakers or you know the last two years it felt weird. Like even me being a Heat fan, the Heat are in it last year. You have the bubble and then the Heat. Like I know we're not the best team from the East. Like I'm not stupid. You know, and then you have the Lakers, obviously. You have LeBron. Um, so that's it felt a little bit normal, but it was just weird the Heat were even in it. Yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely an element of that. Um, I, I, I thought it was a nice change of pace, you know. 
I thought it was cool it was to nice. get those guys in. I thought it was nice to change. I, I, the, the notion that there's parity in the NBA, though, is a fallacy. There's been, in the last, like, 40 years, there's been, like, eight NBA champions. Yeah. There's yeah, not much parity. There, there really is. And, and there's teams that go on these runs and they win, you know, four and out like of five. And, five like, like, five of those titles have literally been, like, one or two off titles. Like, the Pistons, the the uh, the, the Spurs. Well, the Spurs got four or three five, or four. Five, right? Five. five yeah, but I get, okay. So, yeah, if we're going back that far, then, yeah. Um, the Mavericks won and the Bucks. And then outside yep. of that, it's been the fucking Lakers, the Celtics, uh, the Bulls, the, the Bulls, <laughs> the Warriors, the cat, and the Cavs are the other one-off one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's like eight or nine teams have won since like 1990 or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So the Celtics no won one. Well, the, the Celtics won one, but you know, they're like I feel like they're not like a team that you consider as. Underdog. An underdog because they have so many yeah, from before, so and they're and always they in 17? the play. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. yeah. How many of the Lakers have? Seventeen. They both no. have seventeen. Oh, or sixteen. Eight. No. No, there's right. no 18. way they beat us to eighteen, did they? I think. I think they do. I think, because yeah, they I think that one. was the one. I think last year was the one that gave them the lead. They're really? Tied or up? They're either tied or up one. They're definitely not below. Let's see. Let's see. They have. No, we're tied. Yep, 17. 17. You're right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll take the Lakers in that race. Yeah. Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Um, I've seen one. That's all I can. That's all I can. Uh... I've seen. Wow. First thing, New York seen more than Boston. I've seen two key championships. Well, I didn't really see them. But I was a fan of them. Two, I mean, you might have more combined titles in the four majors than me, Tommy. Oh, that for you've sure. Actually seen? Oh, for sure. I have. He definitely has. More. I have four Red Sox. Uh, right. Oh four, oh seven, thirteen, six eighteen. Patriots. I mean, I've only six yeah, Patriots. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Patriots. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ten. And then how many? Two Bruins. Two Bruins. One I've Bruins. Got, They've been I've to the got, finals three times. They've won once in my lifetime. I've got eight. Five Yankees, two Giants, and three. I mean, and one Rangers. Sorry. When oh, was, that's right. The are Rangers. we counting the? Are we counting the, the Super Bowl? The Giants won like three days after I was born. No. No. <laughs> no. When was the earliest uh, Yankee World Series you're counting? Ninety-six. All right. Yeah, you're you're old enough. I have vivid memories. I went to two. I went to I the know, ticker I tape know you do. I know you do. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish Dave's, I didn't Dave's have old, Dave, Dave's old as yeah. fuck. What are we exactly. saying? You're calling into sure question Dave's memory. He was 12. Yeah. <laughs> he was 12 when said, they won in 96. If you said three, I wasn't going to question it. If you said three, if you were three, I wasn't going to question. You probably have vivid memories when you were three. No, I was six. I, I know, six. yeah. I, I, I mean, I was only, I mean, I was like eight when the Sox I'll won their that. first one. I was in like second grade or third grade or something 2004? Like yeah, I was eight. Oh, damn, I was a freshman in high school. That shit sucked. You were a freshman in high school? <laughs> yeah, I was 14. Yeah. 2004, yeah. I was 2004. I was probably in like fourth grade. Mrs. Jones class. Shout out Mrs. Jones. Oh, yeah. He, I was just so fucked up in my math. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense, yeah. 
Seven. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. I was thinking you were like 10 years older than me. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're 35. I'm like, we, I'm like we've been joking old. around. I I'm was only, like, I'm only damn, six years Dave. older than you, Tommy. Fourth I'm grade like, was my year. I must have went on 20 field trips. My The person, my the teacher was the, the field trip in charge of all the field trips. We went on a field trip every other week. I didn't. That's why I almost failed out. She was probably grade. high the whole time and just didn't want to teach. No, she's she going was, on field trips smoking. She was like an old British lady, and she was stern, and she gave me a big fat red F one day, and really scored me. Ooh, ooh, oh, that's not. Have, good. You, ever, have not you ever cool. received that a red F and circled like on the shows? No, I don't really cards. remember the like the oh, classic I do. I do. walking around passing back your tests with the big red F. letter grade on the front. Like I don't really oh, remember that. I do. I definitely got some shitty ones. You got I remember an F. getting that, and then. Maybe not an F, I don't know, but I remember times like when they did like number grades, getting like a forty-five on something, and then like I got a looking, seventeen on something, and then like looking over to my friends and being like, "What'd you get?" And they're like ninety-three, and I'm like, "Shit!" I'm like, "You're way dumber than I am." Like I should have gotten a way better grade on this. You're like, this is inexcusable. Yeah, this is. I'm like, I'm like, one I gotta straighten I, my life out, man. One time I got like a 17 on something. It was like, it was bad. I, I, I don't even recall what it was. I think it was, it was something to do with math, and I was normally pretty good. I don't know what was going on, but. Um, yeah, that yeah. was that was derivatives for me when we first learned derivatives in calc. I remember just being, I mailed that shit in. I got some things back. I told was my this calc at high teacher, school? yeah, high school? I told like my calc grade? teacher senior year, I didn't need, I didn't need that class to graduate, and I, at that time, was going to school for music, and I told my calc teacher after I got into college that I was no longer participating in class, and she could give me whichever grade she felt fit. And I did not do a single thing the rest of the year in that class. And what'd you get? A sixty-five. She passed me nice. with a sixty-five. I That's was like, a hero right there. And she and she hated me. I had her three times, and I tortured this poor woman. That's She's not even a teacher anymore. I hey, think it was Tommy me. retired. I, I think it was me. Say. It was retired. not soon after, and she was not old. She was young. And I just, yep, I don't know Couldn't what she's do doing anymore. now, but definitely not Not only not did teaching. you tell her, not only did you tell her that you're not doing a, a lick, doesn't matter, I'm in college, bitch, but you <laughs> told her, you told her the truth, you said, give her, give, give me whatever grade you think fits, give her, give whatever grade I deserve. I love whatever that she, she just fit. still gave it to you. Yep, I, I went, I tied this lady three years. You thirty. I had this. I had this lady three years. Okay, every exam, like midterm or final, I ever took with her was multiple choice. I had to take my calc final because I wasn't exempt because I was not passing the class. And I went in my like last like couple days before graduation. I go in in the morning. We just have to go and take the exam. The guidance counselor hands them out. We're in like the cafeteria taking them. I open it. I flip through it. See, there's not a single multiple choice on it. I literally handed it back to the guidance counselor and was like, yeah, I'm not. No, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. It's not happening. She was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, again, I don't need this class to graduate. Like, fuck right off. I'm not doing this. See yeah. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Well, that long trip down memory there, lane. Yeah, it's well, okay. That's the good stuff. We like that. Let's, let's reel this back in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we got to talk about these contracts. So obviously, uh, Joel Embiid basically signed the same contract extension that Kevin Durant just signed, uh, with the Nets. Um, that kind of makes me feel like Kevin Durant's deal was a little more team friendly, considering. But I mean, Embiid's Embiid's. It's all on health with Embiid. Yeah. yeah. 
It's all, but I mean, you could say the same with Durant too. It's not like Durant's been healthy for the last two well, years. That's MB's true. a lot younger though. What's Durant? Thirty-three, and and Embiid's what twenty? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all fair points. All fair points. But I think that the you know Durant was much healthier than Embiid is until at that point in his career. Durant hasn't become, you know, I don't want to say injury prone, but the last two years he's been injury prone. So. He wasn't at that point in his career. He had that one major injury that he missed. I forget what it was, but he missed like, you know, 45 games or something that one year or almost an entire year. It was like right after the year after he won the MVP or two years after that, or like 15, 16, something like that. Um, 14. I don't know what it was, but around there. But he, he outside of that, he's been pretty healthy. Embiid is just he, he's never going to be he's never going to be that guy that plays 82 games. Just not going to happen ever once. Probably not, no. So, I mean, but you also can't let him go. If the Sixers lose Embiid, they're literally a rebuilding team. They're not a playoff team. Like, what are they without Joel Embiid? They're, I mean, Tobias Harris is your best player. Simmons either. They're probably not gonna. I heard they were looking to trade Tobias Harris a few weeks ago, and then, I mean, they want to trade uh, Simmons, obviously. Yeah, Simmons isn't gonna play, right? He said he was gonna sit out. He's a fucking baby loser, yeah. crybaby. This this fucking loser. It only it only backs up everything we've ever said about Ben said and heard about Ben Simmons and his character. I've, I've had the inside source, but you, in fairness, you don't need the inside source to really. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you don't need no, you mean, don't need to know someone that works for the Sixers I mean, to realize story, that Ben Simmons. The stories is an I heard, though, I'm like, what an absolute piece of shit. I would just be like, I mean, when you hear it, it just means that your thoughts are true and that that it's it's now a fact. Exactly. Um, it just reaffirms what we all reaffirms what you know, heavily so. assumed. Yeah. And I'm asking my uh, connect with the Sixers. I'm looking possibly to get a get a card of one of those guys because I think Simmons is going to be treated. Is it going to be Shake Milton or is it going to be Tyrese Maxey being the starting point guard? One of those two will be. I'm going to make a bet on it. I would assume Maxey, but then if they, you know... Maxie's probably if they're looking to trade Simmons and get like a, a all star back, you have to assume Maxie's going to be in that deal. Could be. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. The, well, the thing like if Shake they were Milton, to make a deal for Lillard, Maxie is absolutely getting traded. Well, Sh- Shake Milton put up fourteen a game last year. I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, what? Yeah, he had a solid uh, year last year. I know he had a nice year, and I know he's explo- good off the bench. They're both kind of similar players. Like they're not really kind of more shooting guards that can play combo one guard and uh they just can fire away and make shots um but they're kind of similar they're both really young i like both of them yeah i'm assuming they'll keep one of them in, in a simmons trade it could be yeah probably maxi um but i don't know but i, I want to buy a card of one of those two and take a little gamble because i think uh simmons but i didn't think about that dave that one of them if they're in the trade then that really kind of kills the value of that player because they're not going to start over simmons yeah, exactly. You know. So that's a tough. That's a toughie. That's a tough one. But I'd have to look at their contracts. And, and then how does that value go down if they're you know who gives a shit about a Tyrese Maxi card if he's not on the Sixers? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, if he wasn't, the Maxi cards just shot up. Actually, um, they just shot up recently. So I don't know. Probably similar thought process to me, but I mean. He's more likely to be traded. That's that wouldn't be good for his his card value at all. It plummet and then, yeah, and then I don't know. That would that I didn't think of that. That's a good point. I I think I'd pr- I'm probably gonna shake Milton's the cheaper buy. I think I'm probably gonna go with him 
Low risk. But how secure is his future anywhere? You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw when I saw the numbers that he did efficiently, I'm sure, you know, if they didn't if they didn't get a point guard back, he'll have a chance if not be given that starting point guard role. Uh, I'm not looking at a 10-year investment here, but I think if he goes off a few games, I don't know. What was it? I don't know what he shot last year, but I think it was very efficient. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I was just, I was a little shocked. 45%. Wow, he's already been in the league three years. 13 a game, sorry. 45 from uh, the field. And uh, and 35 from three. Not as good as I thought there, but. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a predicament. I think it's like kind of a sit and wait at that point. Um, but Tommy, your Celtics made a deal too. Yeah, signed Marcus Smart, four years, seventy-seven point one, about nineteen and a quarter a year. I I like it. I like that they brought him back. Apparently, he's going to play point. Um, I like that. Hopefully, that'll you know that incorporates him in the offense, but it keeps. Uh, Tatum and uh, Brown as our scorers, so yeah, I guess I, so. I mean, Marcus Smart played point in college. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, he's our best defender. I I think that that's something that if we lost, that was really going to hurt us more than we were hurting last year. Um, I think they're definitely a different team with him on the floor. He's also I, probably like the most respected guy in the locker room now. I mean, yeah, is he? Oh. The, he's got to be the longest tenured Celtic right now, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent. Because okay. he was 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was like the eighth this, pick in 2013. In yeah. This will be his eighth year. Yep. And he, uh, yeah. Yep. And then not four more. So, I mean, he definitely, he definitely is. It's four more um, plus this year. So, he's got five more years, including this season that's about to right, happen. Right. Right. And he, um, yeah. So, I mean, we still got him on his, uh, his old deal for another year. So, that's good. Um, I don't like the Fournier move now that we found out that it was a, a sign and trade. Fournier, Fournier whatever. Yeah, I don't, uh, it, I don't know why Boston did that. I saw that today. No. Some, my buddy texted me like, "Yo, we got two second round picks from Boston." I'm like, "For who? Like, what did yeah. we give up?" And they're like, "Cash." Nah, it's a sign and trade with Fournier. Yeah. Like, what the yeah, f- you, you, was Boston you, doing? You gave up. You gave up cash, <laughs> like, which is which what? means nothing in the NBA. No, no, literally nothing. It's so, so stupid you're that telling I. Me. This guy, Brad Stevens, is not that smart. I don't know what it was. I just don't was. get it. Like, is there some secret cap angle he's got to, like, get under? Get under? I like, I don't know what. Is, is there some loophole rule that he's, like, trying to take advantage of for next offseason? Like, I don't know. There's got to be some angle. Because what is the point? The Knicks yeah. didn't need to do a sign and trade. They could have signed. They had the money to sign him out, right? Yeah, right now, I don't like it. Um, I mean, we'll see. Maybe, like you said, maybe he knows something that nobody else knows. But right now, it yeah. doesn't look good. I think, I mean, it though. It weird. I mean, the Knicks are the ones with Brock Aller, who's supposed to be, like, the cap yeah. genius of all cap geniuses. I um, I do also. I like. I know you guys are going to scoff at this. I like that we have Al Horford back. I think having Al Horford back on the team is going to be very good for uh the locker room i think the younger guys really respected him they've all played with him i think that is just going to be huge for the for the team i, I don't last expect year of his him deal to... isn't guaranteed right like next year no. is not guaranteed nope 
So I think it's going to be, I think it'll be good. I mean, I definitely don't expect him to produce like he did when he was with us before. Um, they're but, definitely a better team now. I mean, yeah. Al Horford's going to have a good year. He'll have a good year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's reliable. Average Al, man. He's always, I, good, on, he's always good on the Celtics. He is. And you know what? If we, he's a good uh, defender. He's a good defender, too. Exactly. If he can play just fundamental basketball, man, he's a poor man's Tim Duncan. If he can like just that. go out there, play fundamental basketball, be average Al, he doesn't need to go out and put up points because we got two guys uh, that, can, that are going to average over 20 points in Brown and Tatum. Tatum will probably average 30 this year. I mean, the kid just getting better and better every year. So until he stops, sky's the limit. But no, I like the moves. I think uh, I think it'll be. I think they definitely. Like Sully said they're a better team than they were at the end of last season already. So we'll see what's to come with that. But let's talk some NFL preseason. We've had a couple. We've had some preseason games. We've seen some things. Um, what do you guys think, Sully? How do you feel? Did uh, I didn't really pay attention. Did Wilson uh, start this preseason game? Well, I was at the Met game where the Mets blew another uh, another game to the Dodgers in extras. So I didn't get to watch it firsthand, but I rewatched it all. Uh, Wilson did start, I believe, two drives, six of nine, 67 yards. Very accurate. Uh, very accurate throws. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to. I don't know where I compare Wilson compared to the other quarterbacks. There's going to be some that are busts that we don't. That we just don't guess or whatever, and uh, a lot. Well, five of them are, are, you know, it's a pretty talented class. But I really love what Wilson did. It's what I've expected. He's got a great arm, uh, absolutely fantastic arm talent. Good at throwing on the run, um, fitting balls into tight windows, perfect throws, um, back shoulder throws. He's just he's a very accurate quarterback. Uh, he's not the biggest guy. He's actually six two, not six three. He like lied on the BYU thing or whatever. But he's like six two and a quarter. He's not the biggest Stan guy. Stan Mormons but again. Yeah, six no two Christmas. and a quarter. Lying about their height. Six two and a quarter, <laughs> two two thirteen. I think. But yeah, he's big enough. But um, yeah, no, I really liked what I saw. I'm a big fan of him. I love how they're throwing him in right in. You got tons of weapons. You got Elijah Moore, who's gonna have a big year. Um, where will be a really great player someday. Um, Crowder. You got um. Moore's getting a lot of buzz. A lot of yeah, fantasy and then, buzz. And then Corey, and then Corey Davis. Corey Davis is very always very slept upon, uh, and then uh, at running back we have this whole stable of of like it's like Coleman, the rookie Carter, uh, um, Johnson, and uh, what's the other one? And P. Ryan apparently has had flashes. So uh, we have a night. We we're gonna run the ball well this year because of how good our old line is. We really we're gonna run the ball real well. Um, think Carter will be the starter by the end of the year? Yes, I do. Uh, I think it's gonna be murky for a while though. I'm. Fantasy wise, I like him, but I don't love him. I I think his talent's gonna win out over time. Uh, Coleman will get hurt. Ty Johnson is, you know, he is what he is. He he did well for us last year, and then P Ryan. I don't think will have much run at all. So I I, I do like Carter this year. Um, so I mean, you know, I mean, with on the left side of the line we have Becton. We'd Ty Johnson would run behind him and get like seven, eight yards, and then we have ABT, the rookie who's been out, who should be back soon, and then uh, McGovern, and then forgot who the right guard is. It's uh, names escape, but then and then right tackle we got Morgan Moses, and apparently George Fant's really competing him there. So we have a we have a very good average to above average line easily. Um, yeah, so your O line should be a strength this year. 
the end of the day. It, it, it really could be. I think it will start a little slow because AVT's out, um, and I think they're going to need to build some chemistry. I don't think it'll be great right off the bat, but it, it definitely should be improved, um, improved at the minimum. And so I think Wilson's in her position to succeed. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win eight or nine games. I see us. I looked at the schedule. It's very easy. I think six or seven wins is very attainable for us. Um, and I think, you know, I think he's in a position to succeed. He's going to be protected. We're going to run the ball well. He's got playmakers. I mean, I think people need to, like, uh, relook at the Jets roster. And, like, you know, we have Keenan Cole, who's a good receiver. He's our fourth receiver. Denzel Mims is our fifth receiver. Like, uh, we haven't had this type of depth. Braxton Berrios, where is he? He's not a bad fifth or sixth receiver, considering he was our one for four games last year. Um, so this team is a lot deeper on the line, uh, at running back, at, at really everything but tight end. I really like all of our all of our guys. Really, um, so I, I I am pretty optimistic because I I do think it's going to end a lot better than than Donald did. I think he's we got a better coach, better players around him, better line. Um, you know, I'm not getting confident. I'm not gonna say we're gonna win eight or nine games. I don't think we will. I think it's about his development, Salah's impact on the team, uh, improve that O line, obviously in the strides that Wilson makes over the year. Hopefully, I think that's that's what we're looking forward to as Jet fans. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of reason for hope for you guys. We won't we won't be trying to go zero and sixteen this year, right, Sal? No, 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 no. But that Rams loss did it did it did hurt me. But I'll be <laughs> honest though. I'll be honest though. I think Trevor Long. I think I like Trevor Lawrence a lot as a prospect. I think he's gonna be very good. But um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is gonna have some growing pains in Jacksonville. He's not gonna be fantastic right away. Like I think, you know, I don't think we're gonna like look back on this draft or even say now and can say that Lawrence will 100% be the best quarterback. Like, like there's so many talented quarterbacks with high ceilings. Lance and Fields and Wilson and, and Mac Jones. Your boy Mac Jones is looking good too. I like Mac Jones. He does look good and apparently Bill has not named the week one starter yet still. What, so, do, you, what do you think it'll be? It'll be Cam, but I mean, who knows? It's hard to imagine it not being Cam. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, maybe it'll be, be Cam. Cam for four weeks, and then Jones will play. Honestly, I would not hate if uh, Cam played out the year, and then Jones just got a year in the system, and then came in and was the starter next year. I would not hate that. I mean, we got him for so four also, years. Like, do you so. necessarily want Mac Jones? You know, Mahomes had Alex Smith as a mentor. That's like a pretty good mentor. You know, smart quarterback. Didn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, very, like, level-headed guy. Ultimate Cam game is, manager. Yeah, <laughs> ultimate game manager. Seemed like a great a great teammate from all accounts, you know. And Cam's just not not that. You know, I don't Cam's know if I fuck. want. Yeah, I, I don't know Cam, if I want. But... I mean, at, at one point he probably was, but he doesn't seem like that anymore. No, not at all. I You're right. That is honestly a downside. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I just hope that um Mac Jones isn't the one to lose to Brady and the Bucks um when they play. I believe it's week 4. I think I think Mac can be more than a game manager honestly. I think people see him as the game manager. It's the easier easier comparison. I mean, let's be honest, he's a white quarterback. He can't run very fast. Um he doesn't have like the legs and athleticism these guys do, including Wilson who's athletic actually. Um but like these guys can run. Like Lawrence can run. Lance can run, um, obviously Justin Fields. Some people think he could be Russell Wilson-like. 
but I think Mac Jones isn't as much of a statue as people have made him out to be. I think he can move in the pocket. Uh, I think he's more mobile than a Phillip Rivers. More like a Matt Ryan. Um, and I think he's going to have a very good, successful NFL career. I'm not saying he'll be like a top five quarterback, but I think he'll be like right there, like Matt Ryan, like like top seven to twelve quarterback, maybe you know Kirk Cousins like similar. Oh, um, oh, t- don't don't do that. Kirk Cousins, to me. Kirk tough. Cousins has had a very good career. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, has, what? But he's also had some really bad points. Kirk Cousins didn't throw the ball for the first five games last year. <laughs> he threw. Was, he had a he, he had a great year. He had a great year, though. Mm. He threw for th- he threw for thirty five touchdowns. Thirteen picks, thirty five touchdowns, I think forty six hundred yards. Kirk, I mean the de- the problem with the Vikings was their defense last year. Their defense was atrocious. But you got to think about it. when he used was to be on- a strength. Yeah, well, it always was. And you got to think on the Redskins though. He didn't have good good teams on the Redskins. I mean, who who who? who- I mean, they had a couple nice players, but he didn't have much to work with. I know he's not good in prime time games. I'm not saying you're gonna be. Kirk Cousins to the core, like, gonna not be good in prick, but he, I think he's got a lot of Matt Ryan, a lot of Kirk Cousins in him. Um, really good pocket passer, a little bit better movement, and he's gonna be extremely accurate. He's gonna be extremely accurate from what I've seen. Like, I, yeah, no, the, the from what I've seen, too, so far from camp, um, he definitely can drop dimes. Yeah, but I don't I'm see him, like, as an Alex Smith. I see him more as, like, a, a you know what I'm saying? Like, a game manager, <laughs> I immediately think Alex Smith. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, Kirk and Matt Ryan can sling it. I know Matt Ryan's a little bit more of a compliment, but, like, statatistically, they're not... It's not... I mean, Kirk's still got a lot of leg to go, but, like... I feel like career. if I was a Patriots fan, I'd sign on the dotted line for Matt Ryan, and I wouldn't for Kirk Cousins. Right. But, yeah, that's where I think, like, like, like how you gotta... I mean, obviously, Matt Ryan has been consistently very good, and he's made to that Super Bowl, but, um, you know, like, I just... Kirk hasn't had a lot of great teams, and he really didn't have much of a run game, and in uh in Washington. He hasn't played great in a couple primetime games. And I'm not saying Mac Jones won't play good in primetime games. More just Isn't like Cousins like 0 and eleven on Monday night Sunday night football? I think he won one. I think it's he won one. I think it's like one and eight or something. I know I it's not it's definitely not good. I know he, he definitely won one in there. But um I don't know. I just think when, when you look at I think players like Romo and Cousins, when you look at the numbers you're like, wow uh, I think that perception isn't always accurate of how uh, Romo definitely better, but uh, of of how they've been in careers uh, in their career. I don't know. Kirk also has like a top. He also has like a top six or seven passer rating all time, which who counts. Kirk has like a top six or seven passer. Isn't rating Romo all time. like two or three? He was. He fell. They both. They both. They both have fallen a little bit. Oh but yeah, because like, now what? Isn't and I know Sean numbers are qualified. Ever- yeah, I know it's not, you know... Russell Wilson is up there. Aaron Rodgers is up there. It's just, when you're talking about, like, a top 10 pass rating all time, it's not bad for the 15th overall pick, you know what I'm saying? Tony no, Romo's absolutely. down to 5th. That's, that's Tony Romo's down to 5th. Kirk is 6th. Oh, wait, Who's, wait, wait, what is this? So, Romo is ninth. sorry. Kirk is 6th. So, Kirk is 6th, 97.9. 6th highest pass rating of all time. Who are the top time. 5? You got Mahomes at 1087. You got Watson. No one's close to him. Watson, 104.5. Rodgers, 103.9. Wilson, 101.7. Drew Brees, 98.7. Now listen to these next two. Kirk Cousins is 97.9. 0. 0.8 behind Brees. And then Brady, It's a. they're both above Brady. Brady is 7 at 
Um, and then Dak is 97.3. Romo is 97.1. Look, I'm obviously not insinuating anything. I just think that the numbers need to be taken into consideration. We know, like, when Brady's won, he's always had a top 5 or top 10 defense. One of the best coaches of all time. Um, he's had a lot of talent around him for the most part. He's had really good defenses. Not devaluing anything Brady does, but I think we need to look at, you know, when you look at the numbers, there's less separating these guys than we think. I know there's a lot of intangibles with Brady. He plays amazing in big games, but there's not as much separating these guys when you look at the, over the course of their career, considering Brady's taken off recently. But to start his career, the first seven or eight years, more five or six, he was more of a game manager in a sense, too. People yeah, absolutely. Forget. Um, relied on that defense. He, he really didn't take off until and that run game. For that sure, like yeah. the 03, 04. Yeah, that's mean, when it. Sorry, the 06, 07 year, like when they really got that talent yeah. around him. He didn't really take off as like a star, star quarterback until like numbers no, wise until then. He was, yeah, yeah, no, he did. But Big Ben but, was the same way. Remember Big Ben, the first like five or six years of his career, he threw the ball like seventeen times a game. Yeah, he was a big time, probably even more so, even more so than Brady. He I agree. Huge, yeah, I agree. They, I mean, um, that was like a legitimate knock year. on Big Ben. He went to the Super Bowl and like you know well, talk about to, a, carried by a run year. game and a defense. I can't blame him in his first year because he was a rookie and he wasn't he wasn't necessarily a liability. He did what he had to do. So the rookie year, I can't I can't fault the quarterback just because he was so new and he you know. Oh no, I'm I'm yeah. saying that he just received. I didn't say he fucked it up. I'm saying he received too much credit for that early on. Oh yeah. I mean he was yeah. he was credited you know with winning a Super Bowl and being the guy and it's like yeah he won it but I think twenty quarterbacks in the league could have don't won it with that roster. Yeah, it was it was quite the roster, uh, the bus. I remember watching that Super Bowl. Um, they almost lost that year because Jerome Bettis fumbled on the, the one, one yard. Yeah, line. yeah, that's right. Then they missed the field goal. And Vanderjack <clears throat> missed the field goal. It was like the worst miss in in yeah. Football oh my history. god, he didn't he didn't just like miss it either. He like was forty five degrees. It was, off. Yeah, I think it was like a a, a high thirties or low forties kick, and they said he missed it so bad he would have had to been on the thirteen yard line for it to go in. <laughs> Yeah, that's bad. Confirmed. Like he like, he was fifteen yards to the right of the the upright, wasn't he? Like wasn't even close. Almost went out of the yeah, corner it, of the end zone. Yeah, that was that was. But I actually saw a clip of that the other day. It was like a it was like a I don't know how it came up, but yeah, he I saw that. He was the most accurate kicker in NFL history until that kick, and then his fucking career went down the drain. I was gonna say he never really played after that. He got cut, and then he never got signed that again. Was it. It was always him and Vinatieri, and then Vinatieri yeah. replaced him. Yeah, in Vinatieri, Indy. jeez. And then in Vinatieri, when he was 38, played another 17 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Vinatieri is like 70 years old, kicking 40-yard field goal still. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, Dave, we got to talk about it. Your Yankees, they're surging, still surging. I was hoping since we talked about it last time, that it would slow down. But they took game one of this doubleheader against the Red Sox today. Now uh, now a game out of the wild card. It's crazy. It's 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 fun. I mean, you know, we, like we said last week, we thought they were dead in the water. But, you know, and even, even they, they haven't let down or let up at all uh, in the last week and a half without, they, you know, losing Cole, Monty, Sanchez, Rizzo, all to COVID. And then Torres to uh, the 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 hand injury, the finger injury. Um, they they've kept up the same pace, you know. Uh, kept, the, some would say they've kept up with the Joneses. Some would say that. <laughs> so, some would some say. would say that. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they're finally playing like they what they should have played like all year. You know that this is this this pace is kind of what we thought the Yankees would be from the get go, and it just hasn't it hasn't happened yet. But I mean, even with the way they're playing now, we still haven't seen them all healthy and all hitting reasonably well. You know, so, without like someone in major slumps. You know, as soon as that kind of started to happen, like everyone getting out of the slumps, you lose Rizzo and you lose uh, and Voits out and you lose Cole and Sanchez and Torres and we still haven't really seen like the Yankees potential death lineup that they can put out there when they're all healthy. You know, so uh, hopefully we get to see that in the next couple weeks. I'm assuming in the next week or so because Sanchez is back today and then assuming Rizzo will be back in the next day or two. Um, then you really can start to put together a really scary lineup that we envisioned when they made those trades at the deadline. Um, so we'll see, but I mean, it, it's it's really hard for me to imagine them not grabbing one of those wild card spots now. Yeah, no, I I agree. And this afternoon was so tough. I mean, the Red Sox down five three, bases loaded, no outs in the seventh, and yeah. then just three straight the outs. Getting I mean, out of that was th- huge. Yeah, fucking I mean, no, Johnny I don't know Lasagna if there's ever been just... a Yankee that's turned it around more, in my opinion, of him. I was so out on Loisaga for forever. I wa- hated, I didn't want to. I hated him because he was terrible. He it wasn't unwarranted. It uh, wasn't he wasn't like, terrible. He wasn't. His numbers weren't terrible. Maybe he, he wa- wasn't. He 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 did not perform well in a lot of important spots over the years. Yeah, very. You couldn't. The bottom line, what the bottom line is, you could never trust him. You never knew. You knew he had the stuff, but you never knew what version of him you were going to get. And that's the worst quality to have as a reliever is not being able to trust them. I'd rather know that you're going to give up a couple hits than you give up three runs every five appearances, you know, or every four appearances. And I don't know what version of you I'm going to get today. Like, can I? I can bring you in and sustain a couple hits and maybe a run. But I can't bring you in if you're going to go three scoreless, three scoreless appearances and then give up four runs in your fourth appearance and just keep going with that that trend, and that's what he was doing a lot. So I, I but I mean, he's you could argue he's been our best reliever this year. He's been fantastic. He's certainly our best reliever right now over the yeah, last month. Def- definitely has been. Definitely has been. Chad Green's been inconsistent. Chapman was fantastic and then terrible. Yeah, Chapman, um, Chapman was the best reliever in baseball for the first two Britain, months. Yeah, Britain's been pretty bad. Um, yeah, but I, I heard this on the radio today, and I think it's a fair criticism, not of the Yankees, but of their fans. Not saying you in particular, Dave, not, not you, but... Everyone would call in and they'd say, oh, I hate this team, blah, blah, blah. I hate Cashman. And, uh, you know, I mean, they added two new players for the most part, I believe. You know, big players in Rizzo and Gallo. But now everyone's in love with this team. I know they're playing great and winning, but everyone's in love with the team. For the most part, it's, you know, you've had some call-ups, obviously, with Greg Allen of the world. Wade has stepped up, but... Um, I think it definitely has more balance with the two lefties now, but everyone's like in love with the team now. And then a month ago, they couldn't stand this team. They wanted Cashman, not you, Dave, but a lot of people wanted Cashman fired. They wanted Boone fired. People were ready to tear it down. I know you are not in that group, but it's, it's just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I never got to that point. I no. This this team, the team's I too know, talented. You're, you're a big Cashman uh, backer. 
I'm I've um, always been a big Cashman backer because yeah. I know that he would be the most sought after GM yeah. in the league. But what's if he interesting was to me about Cashman though is he never really cared and he said it doesn't really matter that we don't have lefties because our righties can hit the right field, which I disagree with. I think it was a big issue for them this year, uh, especially early on. I think it was clear to see that they could match up with them righty on righty very easily in the pen, and, and I think that contributed to some of their struggles at least. Especially now, now he, with the, the three-batter rule, you know, you yeah. can really yeah. you can really fuck big. someone up with that. You know, like lefties, yeah. it, it makes decisions a lot different when you're bringing people in. I don't think it yeah. necessarily matters so much with starters. But yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it matters a ton with starters. I mean, you definitely want to get some lefties in if you're versing a righty and things along those lines. But it, I mean, chat. I mean, uh, excuse me, um, Cashman. I mean, he clearly changed his tune on that though, because he, he had in two two big lefty bats. Uh, I don't think that's by any surprise or any, by no. by no coincidence. And those two um, guys, I mean, like fantastic like locker room guys you know those guys are those are the type of guys that bring all the intangibles you want i don't in. know a lot about joey gallo to be honest um as a i know like his numbers i know he's a great power hitter i know he is completely slept on as a defender and a versatile one at that but i don't know i don't i don't doubt it i don't know much about him though from a locker room or like really as a guy i don't he's one of those guys that everyone loves you know no one it's like one of the no one's got a bad thing to say about him the fan bases love him yeah. the you know the the his teammates love him. The reporters love him. Um, he's just one of those guys that you know. I'm not saying he's fucking Derek Jeter, but yeah, you know he he's certainly well liked in in every by every you know area of the game that I've heard about him talked about in that manner. You know, intangible wise. Um, and he's you know he's living a lifelong dream. He's playing for the Yankees. Grew up a Yankee fan. He's Italian. You know, huge Italian fan base. New York. He was talking about last night. That's big for him. I mean, I think, it, you know, they're just two... Both those players are two very likable players. You know, I don't know... I, I was a fan of both of them on their respective teams before they got traded to the Yankees. And I think it's just, you know, they, they have an infectious kind of energy about them. And they, you know, they you can tell they're good guys. You can tell they're well-liked. Um, and they perform on the field, you know. They don't have off-the-field troubles. They don't have... They never hear any bad locker room stuff about them. They... You know, they put the team first, and they, they put up numbers. And Rizzo's a proven winner. You know, Rizzo's been on a championship team and a lot of very good teams outside of that year. So, I mean, I I think those, that was more, uh, obviously, you know, adding offense and adding and improving defense, and especially from the left side of the plate, was huge. But I think those guys bring a lot more um, to change the kind of energy around this team because – there was so much of the year they just seemed flat and stale and they didn't want to be there and you know it was just that was the most frustrating part of this team is you you have the talent to win a world series and you guys look like you're not a playoff team like what is ha- I understand down years but I'm sorry not nine guys on a championship level talented roster don't have bad years all at once without there being other factors you know lack of motivation or something else going on you know Nine nine guys that are former MVPs or former All-Stars or very good players don't have all terrible years just by chance that they're all slumping for six months, you know? Just doesn't happen. So, I, you know, I, I was that's the only reason I never lost complete faith in this team because they're just too talented. Um, and especially coming into the 
year, like pitching was expected to be our problem. Pitching is not, it's not only not a problem, it's, it's a borderline strength up to this point, you know? So who knows where we'd be if that, if this pit, our pitching staff was thought to be where it was in probably the 15 to 20 range in terms of like team ERA and all of those crucial pitching stats. Um, but you know, now we're hovering around the top 10. So I think that's that's such a different, you know, and winning close games. I mean, the, you saw the stat today. The most most games within two runs, highest winning percentage, and most total wins. Um, so that's huge, you know. If ten of those go the other direction, you know, you're fucked. You're not even close to the playoffs right now. Yeah. And that's how you win in the playoffs. You're not. People don't get blown out eight two in the playoffs. It happens, yeah. but it's no, rare. Yeah. You're winning three yeah. one or four two. My, my big guy that really hasn't even panned out, I guess, yet for the year that I've always doubted. Well, a couple, really. I'm not a, I'm not a Sanchez guy. I think he's a beyond the liability defensively um, when it comes to stopping balls and things along those lines. And then Torres is the one guy that those are the two guys I have my major reservations uh, on for the most part. Uh, but some guys are actually playing out of their shoes as well. Um, like Judge has played great all year. Uh, but like guys like Tyler Wade and Gardner are playing exceptional right now. Um, I don't know if they can keep it up. They're playing; they've been huge parts and have won a couple games to them. At yeah, least. and then you got guys like uh, Monty and and uh, Tyone having fantastic. I mean, they're pitching out of their mind too. Yeah, they're they're pitching very well lately. Montgomery was okay today. Was good before he went on the. I think they said IL. today that Monty. I think he's pitched four or five games against the Red Sox and has gotten a combined like three runs in five games or five starts against Damn. the Red Sox. So it's just like well, he gave up. He gave up three runs today, though. No, but I'm saying like before his start today, they were talking about oh. him against the Red Sox this year. So oh. obviously that's changed since today because they got they got him. I mean, what three or four runs or. Three, I think three runs while he was in the game, um, but yeah, I mean that that's been a problem. You know, he's like I think he's five and five, and but he's got like a three four ERA, which shouldn't really correlate, you know. Yeah. So you got guys like that. If they can keep it up, I mean that's a pitching is we're going to be deep with pitching going into the playoffs. And Monty's got experience out of the bullpen. He can give he can be a guy that gives you two or three. Uh, innings out of the bullpen in long relief or a guy that makes a spot start when the uh, travel days are weird or whatever you know what i mean yeah we're we're uh i'm interested they have a lot of depth i don't know who their number two is going to be i don't know if uh severino had another setback um kluber i'm not sure I kluber think he... i think is still scheduled to come back in the next couple weeks yeah i believe so uh so he'll probably get three or four starts before the playoffs if i had to guess yeah, you'd hope that because he, uh, you know, it's not, I don't know if you want to insert him right away as the number two. Um, you know, I mean, you could say Tyon is, you could say Montgomery could be in the running for it. Uh, it'd probably be one of those guys. Um, Tyon, uh, Tyon is, is pitching, has pitched very well for an extended amount of time, uh, and he was very bad in the beginning. Uh, I think he's going to come back a little bit down to earth. Um, his ERA over the year, I think, is like three eight three nine, and that's, I think, pretty fair where you'll, you'll you'd see him he seems like he underperformed in the beginning of the year and he seems like he's yeah he was up in the fives in the beginning of the year yeah um how was but that's last... two years off you know he, he had two years off after surgery yeah you yeah, know I'm so you, you expect some to see how pains. he finishes the year um yeah i mean finish. i agree that like 
he may not be what he has been the last six, yeah. eight weeks, but, who, who but you, he's been so good that a regression is still fine. You know yeah, what I mean? Who do you like, think is the two? Uh, in a in a in a game in a in a playoff series. I mean, right now it's hard not to say it's Tyone. Yeah. This is assuming we don't have Kluber or Severino, you know, and I think yeah. I think at best you can call those guys a, a coin flip right now. Well, I don't know about Severino because Severino. Severino I think Severino less than a coin flip and Kluber more than a coin flip. I don't know so if there's any new, new average uh, it out and. You figure having them, having yeah. either of them as a, a healthy option is a coin flip. Yeah. Severino just visited with the doctor on Monday and that, and now he's getting a second opinion on the MRI, so I don't think a second opinion is a good thing. I, I Usually that generally means like someone's trying to avoid a surgery or... or yeah. Like, yeah, it's usually yeah. not maybe a good thing. Not, I mean, Maybe it's not... A, like, I don't, I don't see Severino pitching again this year. Um, you know, because if he's getting a second opinion, he's definitely getting shut down again. Um like he's, he, I'd, I'd be shocked if he makes his next, you know, rehab start. Like he's clearly something's up. Um, so I mean, if he gets shut down again, you know, where are we right now? Where you know, yeah, I'd imagine, you know, six weeks Grom, left in the season. Yeah, Seven, Grom, six and a half weeks left in the season. The ground was two originally. It's turning into be four. I mean, you know, I don't even know if he's gonna come back. Um, I'm assuming a little bit, but I'd imagine if Seferino's gonna get shut down for a couple weeks if he's not pitching anymore. Um, and then the build back back up, um, I think unless you got really far in the playoffs, you, you would you would see much of him. But Kluber, yeah, Kluber, uh, maybe it'll help him. Maybe he'll be he'll be ready. Um, maybe he'll be good. He was good before he got hurt, uh, and he does what Corey Kluber does. He gets hurt. Pitched one <laughs> inning last. I think he pitched one inning last year. I believe one. I think. Yeah. Right. He pitched yeah. one. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> Maybe next time we talk, Dave, your Yankees will be ahead of my Red Sox in the standings. I sure hope so. Maybe by tomorrow morning. Um, <laughs> but that is going to do it. Next week we have a good episode coming. We've got the Fantasy Couch coming back on to talk everything fantasy football Let's go, with us. The couch. That is one of the best episodes we have every year. Uh, this is, what, the third straight year he'll be coming on with us? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, third year. It's always a good episode. It's a long one, so uh, get ready for that. We will be ready for that. Uh, in the meantime, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter. Check out the store at BleacherFan.com and go rate and subscribe to the podcast. And we will be back next week.